We're going to get ready to go into the word of the Lord. But before we do, we have some declarations that we're going to do. That's right. We're going to put them in our atmosphere. So I want to say good morning to the covenant partners here at KSL Ministries on 411 South Broad Street. We just enjoying Jesus. Come on, KSL. Give them a big hand clap and hallelujah. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Clap, 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 clap. Come on. Hey. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. We want to say good morning to our SoundCloud listeners. And we just want to let you know we are enjoying Jesus. We are enjoying Jesus. Amen. We're going to give you a minute to get your Bible, your pens, and your pads ready. As we get ready to decree and declare, we're going to ask you to stand to your feet as we get ready to decree and declare the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God is a good God. Thank you, Jesus. If you haven't got your declaration card, you need to get it. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Yes, I remember. Thank you, Father. Amen. You all right? Amen. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to the bush. Yes, Lord. Yeah, she going to see it. She going to see it. Yes, Lord. She going to see it. Because <laughs> I'm coming in. <clears throat> she going to see the glory of God. Because I'm coming in. Yes, Lord. All right, saints, 2023, 2023 the, year of living, the year of living in the completed work, the completed of, work Jesus Christ, of Jesus Christ, his redemption, his redemption and, salvation, and salvation completed. completed. The, power the power of darkness and the devil, and the devil defeated. defeated. The Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus power, Christ power, power to supply all my needs, all my needs established. Oh, Lord, wait a minute. Wait, 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 Just give him praise, baby. Give him praise, baby. Just give him praise, baby. Give him praise. Go on and praise him. Praise him. Let go and let God. <laughs> hey. Praise him. Just praise him. Get about everybody around you. Everything around you. Just praise him. Just praise him. Just praise him. Like it's just you and Jesus. 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 Ooh, Dad, come on, come on. 
Yes, Lord. Ooh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Not so. This is keys to successful living. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Say in 2023, it's completed, defeated, and established in my life, my home, my church, and my children's lives. Amen. Now give the Lord a great big praise. All right. All right. All right. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Say, Lord Jesus, I confess that I am no longer a stranger or a foreigner, that I am no longer called the uncircumcised or called a Gentile, but I am a fellow citizen with the saints and of the household of God. I am no longer without Christ. Nor am I an alien from the commonwealth of the nation of Israel. Nor a stranger from the covenants of your promise. I now have hope and a blessed future in this life and the life to come. See, I decree it that because I have chosen life and blessings, through your redeeming power, I now have the inheritance that you have chosen for me and my children. Your word says that because I belong to you, Lord, I am also the seed of Abraham and an heir according to your promise. I have been given life and I have it in abundance. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. God bless you. Yeah, Lord. You may be seated in the presence of a holy God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that the Lord saved us. Aren't you glad? I'm glad I'm saved. I wouldn't have it no other way. No other way. Glory to God. This morning, as we get ready to go into the word of the Lord, because I believe in the word. I believe what the Lord said. His word has power. Thank you, musicians. We thank the Lord for our minister of music. We thank the Lord for our drummer this morning. Let's give them a hand. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I believe what God says about his word. He says his word is powerful. And I believe that you can put the word on any given situation and it will destroy the yoke and remove the burden. Amen? Amen. Amen. We've been talking about being kings and priests in the land. Amen? We've been talking about taking our place in positioning ourselves within the blessing of the Lord 
we've been talking about the year of living in the completed work of Jesus Christ. We've been talking about living in the finished work of Jesus Christ, uh, how it is completed, defeated, and established in our lives this year. And we, we believe that. Amen? We believe that. So this morning, we want to kind of share some things with you as we've been talking about those kings and priests. And I know some of you say, well, what is a king? Well, according to Revelation 1, 5 through 6, let's go there. And we can look at that. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless God. Bless God. Yes, Lord. Look at your neighbor. Say, the word, the word is, for is for everybody to prosper. To prosper. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. All right. So let's go. That's the scripture we've been reading from. Revelation chapter 1, verses 5 through 6. And it says, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So if you notice, the Bible says that in the finished work of Jesus Christ, in the completed work of the Lord Jesus Christ, he did something for us. Okay? We're in what they call holy days. 40 days until Resurrection Sunday. Now, some believers are celebrating Lent. We don't celebrate Lent the way um, the Catholics or the Methodists celebrate it. They abstain from something for 40 days. But before they do that, they do everything they're big enough and bad enough to do. Amen. Then they repent. Then they go get ashes put on their forehead to begin their time of penance where they're uh, fasting and praying and seeking the Lord and repenting for all that they did. But I, I don't understand that because you intend to do the same thing next year. You intend to go back out and sin big time and then do it all over again. Well, we don't believe in that, but this is what we do believe in those 40 days. We believe in being reminded or reminding ourselves of what Jesus has done for us. Amen? Amen. So we're just going to read a few scriptures because, you know, we're here today. Amen? Amen? So the Bible says, first of all, Jesus Christ washed us from sin in his own blood. That was the blood he shed on the cross. That's that saving blood, cleansing blood, healing blood. And then it says he turned around and made us kings and priests. Well, kings are those who work in jobs, on jobs. They work occupations. That's what they do. And they're called a king because a king or a queen is one who governs a territory. Okay, so basically for all intent purposes, when you work that job or you work that business, uh, when you go in there, you are to govern that atmosphere and that territory, not the people. Okay, spirits. Because the Lord has given us power over demonic forces. 
When sin came in back in Genesis, it brought in a whole lot of death, a whole lot of demonic forces. And if you remember, we read in Revelation on last Sunday how the devil and his angels were thrown out of heaven. A lot of this demonic activity is caused by fallen angels. Okay, But the Lord did not leave us without hope. He gave you and me power. Somebody say power. power. And as a believer, we should be using that power. Okay? We come to KSL to learn about that power. Amen? Amen? So we can operate in it. So it can function in our lives. So that we can continue to have what? Good success. Amen? Amen. That's what we want. So I just want to show you a little bit about being that king. The king is the one that holds a job and you govern that territory. The priests are those that are of the fivefold ministry in the ministry full time. That's where they get their, that's how they make their earnings is they work that ministry full time. Amen. But you are blessed. Not only do you hold down a job, you have been given according to your gifting, certain things to do in the ministry. But the ministry cannot take care of you, but the Lord will bless you. I promise you, he will bless you for everything that you give and do in this ministry. It is the Lord that repays his people for their kindness to this vision. Amen? Amen. And he will and he does. Amen? Amen. So you're blessed. Not only do you hold an occupation, a job, you, you operate in the capacity of that king, but you also do some things in the ministry, and you have about, you know, 98% of the ministry is are kings. You have about 2% that are full-time where they actually get their living through the ministry. Amen? Amen. So that's, that's what that's all about. So I just want to show you something. All right. So a king or a queen is one who governs a territory. Listen at this. It is, it is, listen at this. The king piece in chess. It is the most important chess piece of which each player has one. You only have one, which the opponent has to checkmate in order to win. In chess, a king can move in any direction. That's how powerful that is, including diagonally, okay? To any adjacent square that is not attacked by an opponent's piece or pawn. In checkers, it is a piece in the game of check checkers with extra capacity for moving. So it, it, what it's saying is as a king over your territory, over your area, it, it, it can be your home. It can be your child's school. It can be your, your, your cubicle at your desk. It can be the business that God has given you to start. You're supposed to be ruling and reigning in that area. You're supposed to be ruling and reigning in that area. Somebody says she's not talking about ruling people. She's talking about my atmosphere. She's talking about my area. Because you see, 
The Bible says, whosoever will, let them come. So if you are willing and obedient, like Isaiah says, then you can eat the good of the land. That's, therefore, you can only rule and reign your atmosphere, your territory, not another person. When you meet somebody, you have to kind of talk with them. And you have to kind of see, you know, the Bible says, how can two walk together except they be agreed? So you got to talk to them. Do you want Jesus? Do you want the word? Will you, are, you, are we going to go to church on Sunday? Uh, are we going to govern our house as for me and our house, as for us and our house, we're going to serve the Lord? Are we going to put Jesus first? And then, of course, you lay out everything else. But there must be Jesus in there first or you're going to have some problems. Then you're going to be trying to rebuke the devil out of a out of a sinful woman or a sinful man or a disobedient woman or and nobody has time for that. That's a waste of time. That's a waste of your life. I'm just sharing. That's all I'm doing. I'm just I'm, I'm just sharing. You got to make sure they're going to want Jesus because that's going to be first. And see, let me tell you this, too. How can two walk together except they be agreed? Divided. We we don't stand divided. Together we stand, divided we fall. A house divided against itself will not stand. So you got to, somebody got to bag down so we can have some unity. Somebody got to be quiet and be ready to run with the blessing of the Lord. Because you're not going nowhere without Jesus. I lived it. I lived it. I don't care how educated you are. I don't care how much you know. If somebody's not praying to tear down those walls and break up all that folly ground and tear up those generational curses, spirits spirits that come down through the family line. Oh, yes, they do. And they're going to ride anybody and everybody that say, come on in. It doesn't matter how you open the door. If that door is open, those spirits are going to ride. Until they destroy you. So, you know, I'm just saying when you're out looking for a husband or you're looking for a wife, you need to sit down and really be serious about what you're talking about here. See, what we want to do is hide our Christian hand and show them our flesh because that's going to get them. But once you get them, your heart is still set on serving Jesus. Then you got a mess on your hand. She crazy. You crazy. The whole house crazy. Then we're going to bring children. All I'm saying is, please pray. Um, Let me say this. There is no blessing, not a real one, without Jesus. Now, you can do what you want. You can scheme. You can lie. You can cheat. You can embezzle all you want. Do what you do. But there is no real blessing without Jesus. Can we go on? Are you understanding where we're coming from? Go to Ecclesiastics chapter 8, please. So just have a little talk with them. 
And I told you, I told you a long time ago, I said, you bring them to the church and they squirming around. <laughs> they sweating like a, like a little pig. I mean, it's like, wow, what, what's the matter with you? <laughs> it's something wrong. Because Jesus is going to have to be in the forefront, everybody. I don't care who you are. I'm going to say that again. I don't care who you are. And let me, let me rephrase something I said. I don't know if they got it on SoundCloud like I was trying to say it. But when I said behind every good man, there's a good woman, that good woman can also be your mama. It can be your grandmama. It can be your great-grandmama. So what are you talking about? I'm talking about somebody that's praying. I'm talking about, I'm talking about somebody that knows Jesus. It is designed out here for you not to prosper. It is designed out here for you to only go so far. All right. I see it. I understand it. I'm not going to let it make me bitter. But I know a God who holds all power in the palm of his hand. So ultimately, I'm going to need Jesus to take me the rest of the way. I need an education so I can read and write. You know what I'm saying? Understand some mathematics. But it's going to take Jesus to take me through all the hatred, the strife, the competition, the competitiveness, the prejudiceness. It's going to take Jesus when the people say, no, we don't want you. Uh Uh-oh. You need an education. Get all the education you can get. But you better not leave Jesus out because he's the unseen guest in the room. When they say no, Jesus saying yes, you better know he mean it. I'm talking to people who are here in this corporate world. And you understand what's going on out here. It's only designed for a few to make it. I will not be one of the statistics. I will not. The word is out in the world. Oh, that's just typical of a black woman. That's just typical of a black man. You know, they all wear their pants down. They they all smoke drugs. They all rob you and stick. It's a stigma. But you know what? I won't be a part of that class because when I got saved, I got on the other side. I'm in a new family line. And the word told me, and if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So when you tell me no, and God say yes, then I know what I got to do. I got to trust him. I got to serve him. I got to love the Lord. I got to know the word of the Lord. Because that's what's going to get me through that. That hidden animosity and prejudiceness, and we don't want you in here, and we don't want you buying like that, and we don't want you living like that, and we don't want you going like that, we don't want you driving like that. The devil is a lie. I might have started out as a statistic. I might have been out in the world. I might have been drinking and smoking. Might have had that first baby. But when I met Jesus. When I met Jesus. He said, baby, I got a better way for you. I got a better way for you. 
I'm telling you, there is no real blessing without Jesus. You can't even, what have we taught? You cannot command the earth looking like the earth. It's not going to obey you. <laughs> when, I, when I'm out and I see the Lunamis truck and the, and the Fargo truck, I don't go running behind that truck. I just sit in the car. Now, I'm very discreet. You know, we're not wearing the mask now so people can see you talking, you know. So I sit there and I say, money! <laughs> money! I said, did you hear me, money? <laughs> I said, come to me. Come to my church. That means it's got to hit you for, uh-oh, you ain't heard nothing. Oh, I do this. I know y'all, y'all see how, oh, yeah, baby. Money, come to me. Pastor, prophetess, teacher, Angelita Carmichael, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the power of his blood, come to me. Now, they ain't going to believe this. I said, in the salary of a billionaire. And I don't leave the church out. I said, come to my church. Come to my baskets. You know why? And I understand it's not just going to fly through the door and hit the basket. It's got to come through the. What you saying, baby? That's deep. Uh-huh. 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 And I don't even think about it. And, and, and talk about me as much as you please. But I remember one day I started to say, come to me in the salary. Because he told me, say salary. In the salary of a millionaire. And the Holy Spirit cut it off. He said, uh-uh. Go up. He said, don't say. He said, tell me to send it as a billionaire. I say, What? But you cannot command the earth. You can't, watch this, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't call healing. You can't call deliverance. You cannot call peace looking like the world. Meaning we can't do like these other people. Okay, I know next year before Lent, I'm not going to live like a devil. I'm going to smoke, drink, lay up. Do everything I'm big enough to do and then go get ashes put on my forehead and ask God to forgive me knowing I'm going to do it again next year. Now see, now I'm teaching, I'm trying to show them how to have real power. Lord, help me. See, we, we, I lose you then. As long as I'm saying you can have it, it's yours, but I'm trying to teach you how to operate in the earth. We live in a fallen world. We got to live above the fallen world. Can we go on? Oh, I'm going to preach the message. Somebody say preach, Bishop. Thank you. Thank you. Ecclesiastics, okay? Let me get there. 
Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Trying to teach you how to live out here. Trying to teach you there are demonic forces out here that don't want to see you prosper. And they will hold you back if you don't know the word. All right. Say, I'm a king. Say, I'm a king because the Lord Jesus Christ washed me from my sins in his own blood. Say, he gave me power to govern my territory and my atmosphere and to call those things which be not as though they are. Ecclesiastes 8 and 4 it says where the word of a king is there is what? Now listen to me real good. Listen to me real good. Where the word of a king is say that's me. Say I'm a king through the blood of Jesus Christ. He made me a king unto God his father. So the Bible says where the word of a king is, there is power. Now, now we can't jump over that word power. Listen at this. Where the word of a king is, there is rights. This is what power means. Rights, privileges, authority, and miracles. Ooh, that's deep, y'all. That's deep. That means you, you and I should be walking in rights, privileges, Authority and miracles. Do do you see it? And then it goes on to say, and who may say unto him or her, what does thou? What does, what doest thou? Meaning your opposition cannot resist you. Lord, that's in the Bible. The Bible says when Stephen was speaking, it says they couldn't resist the spirit that was in his life. Your opponent cannot resist you. You say, well, what's my opponent, uh, pastor? Uh, Poverty, lack, no joy, no strength, poor health, untimely deaths. Y'all ain't hearing me. Y'all ain't hearing me. You ain't hearing me. Children failing in school. You're not hearing me. But you got to operate as that person in authority. Not over another human being over demonic forces, over the spirits, over fallen angels. You got to decree and declare against them. You got to put the word of God against them, and you got to believe it, and you keep decreeing and declaring, you keep speaking until it comes down. Y'all got some time this month? I want to give you, I'm going to help, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to help, I'm going to try to help, I'm going to try to help. And if I can't get a person, see, that's the problem up in here with me. I'm all for relationship. You hate me. You can't forgive me. How you going to work with me? Because I, I am a person of relationship. Amen. It runs deep in my heart. Amen. I love people. Amen. So when you tell me things like, well, I ain't forgave you. I don't care. I don't like. Okay, well, see, you done already. That's the line, Drew. I can't. I mean, I, we can hee hee ha ha. But when I get close to a person, I'm looking for relationship. That's why I can love people so easily. Because I'm looking for relationship. What does that mean? I'm going to respect you, you respect me. I'm going to love you, you love me. But I got to be free to obey Jesus. It's hard to explain it. It's hard to explain it. It's hard to explain it. It's hard to, it's kind of rough. It's kind of rough. 
but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I can love the worst sinner. I can trust you with some stuff. Seriously, it's just the, my makeup. Because I trust Jesus much more. Does that make sense? I trust Jesus much more. Y'all ain't heard nothing. All right. All right. Okay. Somebody said, but it's okay. It's okay. So you operating as a king. And a king can't operate unless you're saved. And a king, you get saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? Which positions you as that one governing your territory and your atmosphere. Uh-huh. And then you begin to understand that, wait a minute, my word has rights, privileges, authority, and miracles mixed up in it. Because I'm not using my word. Who word are you using? Can you say that again? Whose word are you using? That is the word, watch this now, that breaks everything down and it comes with rights, privileges, authority, and miracles. That's why we harp on come to church, come to church, get the word, get the word, get the word, get the word. Because the Holy Ghost can only work with what you done put in there. And even after you done heard the word as long as I've heard it, you keep on hearing it. Because why? It revelates, it begins to revelate itself even the more unto you. The word of God begins to open up even the more to you. Oh, Jesus. It says, and who going to say unto him? Say, my opponents can't even say to me, what are you doing? They, they can't talk back. They can't talk back, but you got to use the word. You got to use the word. You got to use the word. Amen. How many times have we said it? No church as usual. Do you know that the Lord dropped that in my spirit? I was standing out on the lawn over on Hertel Street one morning, and the Holy Ghost dropped that in my spirit. He said, I don't want church as usual anymore. I said, huh? So I'm understanding. I'm coming into some things. So we're going to do churchy, thing, churchy things. We're going to do weddings. We're going to do funerals. We're going to Christian babies. But ultimately, we're to come in here, come in here, have a great praise time in the Lord and worship him. Get this word because where is the real work? Where are the people? Where is the money? Do you live up in, 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 at 411 South Broad Street? Did you turn the lights on this morning? Did you take a shower in the back this morning? Was your clothes hanging up in the back? Thank you. We're going to keep the house clean for you. And we're going to do some things to continue to empower you. What is it? Educate, train, and empower. Somebody say that with me. So we're going to educate, train, and empower. Say that again. Say, I'm going to get educated, trained, and empowered at the conference center. Because that's what it's going to take out here. You're trying to break through a barrier that you have no power to break through. 
You're trying to get people to do things that only God can get them to do. The scripture says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that try to build it. You can't do it. It's not in us to do it. You can't do it, babies. That's where you're missing it. You say, well, what am I doing wrong? I, I know this and I know uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. You need that so you can read and write so they won't trick you on your money and cheat you on this. You know, you need to know how to read and write. You need to know how to do some, some figures and, you know what I'm saying, and division. And, you know, you need to know how to do that. You need to be able to read uh, a, 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 a transcript and, 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 a, and a bill of sales. And You need that. But you're going to need Jesus. And you're going to need to know how to operate in the spirit, in the realm of the spirit, in the realm of the spirit. Now, I can't make nobody else do it, but I can sure make me do it. You know why I can make me do it? Because I want to do it. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I can't make nobody else. I can't make my mama. I can't make my daddy. Can't make my brother or my sister. But I can make me because I want it. If you go back and read the scripture, it says, whosoever will. Whosoever will. I know what I want out of life. I want what God wants for me. But I know the only way I'm going to get there is I had to be trained. I had to go to school. I had to go all the way to the 12th grade. Then I went to college. Come on, come on. You got to do that. Come on. Then I had to go to the school of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God got a school. Because I got to know what? I am a spirit being operating in a natural world. So I went to school and did all of that to learn the natural, but now I got to learn the spirit as well. Because it must what? Work together. It's got to work together. Because the Holy Ghost will give you divine interventions. He will give you wisdom. If she don't mind, like, like Evangelist Neil was saying, she's operating in some areas right now, and she's having to do some things naturally, but it's taking the Holy Spirit to take her above that to help her. Oh, that's how you do it. Oh, that go right there. Oh, what? wow. See, you'll get, you'll get information that everybody else won't have. You'll have direction that everybody else won't have. In your marriage, in your home, raising your children, running the business, managing yourself. God will give you wisdom that everybody else doesn't have. But it doesn't start out there. It starts in here. It starts in here. It starts, look, look, look. It starts with us having a made up mind. I'm coming to church on Sunday. Sunday? What, how is that going to hurt you? How is Sunday going to hurt you? When you walk out of that door, you got Monday through Saturday. How is that hurting? You say, well, what, 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 what am I supposed to be learning? How to flow in the spirit. Coming from, I think the paper said, and, and we're going really, to get drilled in these things. The, 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 the paper said that bringing people from spiritual bankruptcy to spiritual wealth. Do you understand? 
from spi spiritual bankruptcy means I don't know a whole lot about the spirit realm, Pastor. I don't know how to operate in the spirit realm. I don't know how to bind demons, loose this. I don't know how to call things. And then even after you operating in it, you still need to keep coming because the word is water and it washes us from the weak. Say it washes us. So when Jesus left his disciples, can I show you what he told them? Somebody say new marching orders. Okay, go to Luke 22. Luke 22. Even Jesus gave the disciples new marching orders when he left them. And is Jesus right here with us? Yes. How though? In the spirit. He's not walking around right now in the flesh except for in our hearts. Amen. Amen. So we are his arms, his legs, his mouth. Amen. Amen. All right. Luke 22, Amen. let's look at what he told the disciples, because we're going to have to line up as well. Amen? Amen? We're no different. All right, here we go. Luke 22, verse 35. Amen. This is Jesus now. He's getting ready to leave. He's getting ready to go to the cross to complete the work. Amen? Amen. And so, and he said, 35th verse, and he said unto them, when I sent you without purse, now I want you to hear this real good. When I sent you without purse and scrip and shoes, lack ye anything? And they said what? Now I need you to understand something. People can talk all they want, but I know a little secret. You know how the Bible said, and the blessing of the Lord will make it rich and add on. Oh, sorry, we won't go, because people don't believe it. But he says, when the disciples were out, when Jesus was walking with them in the flesh, he said they didn't lack nothing. I want you to get that. He says, and you went without a script or a purse. You better get it. You better get it. You better get it. See, this is the next level. See, we don't want to go there. Nah, I just want to lay back and let somebody feed me and let's. They had to trust Jesus. On that day when John saw Jesus and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. And the Bible says they began to leave their classrooms and follow Jesus. They left their jobs and businesses and followed Jesus. Oh, I'm a, oh yeah, we going. We going, we going, we going. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Let's see. Let's say it again. He says, when I sent you without, is that in your Bible? Amen. Without a purse and a script and even shoes, lack ye anything? And they said nothing. Mm-hmm. They said nothing. Then said he unto them, but now, he says, I got some new marching orders for you. He that has a purse, let him take it. He said, you better get you some money. <laughs> Come on. Wait a minute, wait a minute now. Jesus said, now I, I'm not going to be walking with you in the flesh, but I'm going to be there in the spirit. So now you better go get some money. You better learn. Come on, Holy Ghost, help me. You better learn how to operate 
in all that I've taught you so you can have some money now. He said, because when I was with you, I caused them the, the fish and the five loaves to multiply. When I told you to take your net and throw it on the other side, you, you caught so many fish, the net broke. When it was time to pay your taxes, and I told you, I said, go down to the river and look in the fish mouth. He said, now, we won't be doing it that way. Oh, church. Somebody said, let's go higher. Said, let's get the new marching orders. In the Lord. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. He, he says, but now he that hath the purse, let him take it. Watch this. And likewise his script, and he that had no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. A script is a small bag or a pouch. It's like a lunchbox. 37 verse. He says, for I say unto you that this that is written must yet be accomplished in me. And he was reckoned among the transgressors for the things concerning me have an end. Somebody say it's completed, it's defeated, and it's established. Jesus was bringing to their mind Isaiah 53. How he was about to go and suffer on the cross and die for the sins of mankind. He was letting them know, I won't be with you no more in in bodily form, but I'm going to be with you in the spirit because I got to go to the cross. I got to lay this body down for the sins of the world. That's what he told him. That's what he told it, it is, it, He did it, didn't he? Listen at this. Now listen at this. And they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. And he said unto them, it is enough. It is enough. It's enough. Isaiah 53 and 8 says he was taken from prison and from judgment. And who should declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. Huh. That's what he was going to do. Did he do it? I said, did he do it? Is it completed? Is it defeated? Is it established? Go to Luke 22. Now I want you to look at glory to God. All right. Can I ask you a question? Amen. I need you to see yourself like one of these disciples. He's seated at the right hand of power. He's no longer here in bodily form. But you're here. We're here. And we still need food, clothing, cars, Homes, come on. And we need it more today than we ever needed it. Because it's like they're trying to tear this world up. That's really what they're trying to do. And you do understand, babies, that they are pushing for World War III. Everybody mad, everybody upset because they want a war. Because everybody's, they want to show their military strength. So Jesus, right now, is preparing us, the body, for what's about to come. Remember I told you something else was coming? And it wasn't going to be COVID this time. Okay. Okay. All right. Did not, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I, I share with you that the Lord said, get out of your old mindset. Get out of old thinking, because judgment is going to hit it. 
Isn't that what we said? Yeah. So we got to think differently. Isn't that what he was telling the disciples? Come on, come on, come up, come on up to the word. You're looking at the scripture. Isn't that what he was telling the disciples? I need you now to think differently. Because I'm not going to be there in bodily form. I'm not going to be just doing it right there by your side. I can still do it for you. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, Lord, have mercy. He's shining, keep shining. Keep shining. Keep shining. Keep shining. Earlier in his ministry, the Lord sent the disciples out without money bags, knapsacks, or sandals. And so it had proved they had to confess that they had lacked nothing. But now Jesus was about to leave them, and they were to enter into a new phase of service for him. Uh-oh. They would be exposed to poverty, hunger, and danger, and it would be necessary for them to make provision for their current needs. Are you doing that? Are you, doing, are you still laid back doing fleshly stuff instead of getting the education, getting the physical, natural things that you need, your learning, and then working on getting your spiritual built up? They need it now. Now, he now should they take a money bag, a lunch box, and in the absence of a sword, they should sell their garments and buy one. But hold up. Wait a minute. Jesus telling them to go buy a sword? Wait a minute, Jesus. You don't believe in killing. You don't believe in murdering. Hold on now before you jump over the fence. Wait, 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 wait. Jesus? The meek and lowly Jesus, the kind Jesus. Do you know when I was studying this, before I could get the words out my mouth, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, he didn't even mean a natural sword. I said, what? What you say, Holy Ghost? He said he was talking. Oh, that's what he was. The Holy Ghost said, He's not talking about a natural sword, Angela. He's talking about the sword of the spirit. And I'm going to show it to you in the Bible. So what Jesus was telling them, now that I'm not going to be with you anymore in bodily form, it's time for you to make sure you are equipped with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Can I show you some? Can I show you some? So basically, he mixed it all in there. He said, get you some natural money, get you some natural food, but you better work on the spirit as well. But you better work on the spirit as well. Don't leave the spirit out. Get you some bread, get you some, 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 some lunch meat, get you something to carry it in, get you a couple of dollars, go buy you some shoes, uh-huh. But you better add some spiritual with it. Can I, can I show you? I fell out the bed. I said, what, Lord? So here we go. Look at this. Here we, here we go. And he, look, look, look. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And he's telling KSL and the world the same thing. He's telling us the same thing. Get you some natural stuff, but you better get some spiritual things in, in order. Because you're going to need it. Let's, let's. <laughs> they had to, um. Understand 
that the Lord had been with them providing for their every need. But now he would be departing from them. His earthly life and ministry would come to a close by his being numbered with the transgressors. They must expect their enemies to be fierce against them than they had been. And the sword of the spirit is the sword which the disciples of Christ must furnish themselves with. Christ having suffered for us, we must arm ourselves with the same mind. That's why Jesus talked like he did. Jesus, and, I, and I saw myself in the word. I said, Lord, you know, I do that too. You know, when people don't get what you're trying to tell them, Jesus just looked at them and said, they said, they said, here go two swords. Jesus said, two is enough. He just let them, he left them there. And I saw that. I saw it. It was like, okay, they didn't understand it. So he just, he didn't beat them down. He didn't say, oh, you know, I bet. He just said, two swords is enough. Hold on. Can we go on? Oh, we're we going to get out. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yes, Lord. We got to arm ourselves with the same mind. Two swords are enough. When we have God himself to be our shield and help. You see, Peter, you already know Peter, right? Peter had a natural sword, and then they found one among their own belongings. But Jesus Christ was talking. Come on, come on, come on. He was talking about spiritual armor. Go to Ephesians chapter 6. Oh, come on, don't go to sleep. Don't let me lose you. Amen. Come on, come on, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Amen. Jesus is still uh, God, and we're still happy, and rejoicing is still going on. Amen. Come on, wake up, wake up, army of the Lord. Amen. Come on, come on, Jesus is still good. He's still going to bless you. Come on, wake up. He's telling you to arm yourself likewise. Amen. He don't want the enemy walking in and out of your life. Amen. Come on. Amen. Ephesians chapter 6, Amen. verse 17. Amen. There it is. He says, and take, Ephesians 6, 17. He says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The word of God. You're going to need the word of God. And I don't mean Jesus wept. You can, you can pray the word, sing the word. Come on, quote the word. Brother Davis, that, that scripture you read, <laughs> you can pray that. You can pray that. You can pray that against your enemies. And if you think, oh, I heard you. See, this is what we've been doing. That only lasts for a while. Please help me. Please help me. Jesus will let you do that for a while. But after a while, it gets harder. And then we'll start saying, where is the Lord? Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Been there, done that. You'll cry sometime here, come on in. You all bent over on the floor here, come on in. But as time go on, it stops happening that way. And you'll say, well, 
Where's Jesus? He stepped back because he's saying, you got to grow up. Am I telling the truth? I know a lot of good saints that went home early. You know why? They didn't know how to fight back. They didn't have the word to fight with. Oh, you better hear me, baby. I know a lot of good saints that are in poverty right now. They love the Lord. I'm going to say it again. They love the Lord. But they don't want to grow up. They don't want to put forth the effort to be in the word, to quote the word, to put the word on that devil and cause him to flee. So what happens? The Lord do like he did the disciples. Two swords is enough. Well, come on home. Just go ahead on and die and come on home. Stay in poverty, and I just make sure you get a little something-something. Are you listening to me, baby? People don't believe God will do that. They don't believe he'll step back and say, I can't keep on. I need you to grow up and learn the word. And if you really think about it, think of the type of people that the disciples had to go minister to after Jesus had left. They had to grow up. They had to grow up. All the opposition that met them while they was out there, they had to grow up. What the saying is, why do bad things happen to good people? Somebody say, wrong choices. That's right. They made wrong choices. You see what you're talking about? Number one choice. I don't need the word. Jesus know me. He going to come when I cry. He going to come when I fall on the floor. He might. Come on. Even Carter can see that. Lord, I'm going to do like Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you have revealed your word unto babes. Y'all remember Jesus said that? No, no, no. He wants us to grow up and stop. Oh, I don't know. Where's Jesus? Uh, Why is bad things happening to all the good people? Because they're making wrong choices. They're making bad choices. Single women marrying stumped down sinners. You don't want to get in there and pray it through. And when I say pray it through, what I mean is I'm not talking about praying and you don't get no results. I'm talking about praying that word, getting in that word until Jesus bring the man, to Jesus bring the prince. Say good men marrying sick sinners. And that's sad. Won't even bring them to church. Uh oh, I heard that, Holy Spirit. I know them. I know. But you, you don't bring them to church. So they can sit up under the word. Do they even know you saved? Do they know you saved, Nicodemus? 
You want to run with your, with your club on Monday through Saturday. But when Sunday comes, you sneak out. You're in the house of God. And you don't want nobody to know. Don't even know you saved. Don't even know what you stand for. Don't even know what you believe. Oh, Jesus. Can't, let me give you this and we finna close. Look at, look at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10. Amen. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in who? The Lord. That means reading, praying, Seeking him, knowing about his name, knowing about the blood, knowing about the power of the Holy Ghost. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Did y'all see that? I think the wiles of the devil are still out there. Is it still out there? Has it gone? Okay, for we wrestle not, for we wrestle not, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, do what? Now run. Now hide. Now give up. Now let it go. Now see when I say let go. Don't you let go of the word in Jesus. Don't you let go of your faith in the Lord. And his ability to work. Mm, I wish I could tell the story. (laughs) Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. Now I'm going to read this and I'm going to dismiss. And we'll go back over this. When we come back, is that all right? Amen. I'm going to read something to you, and then we go, we're fixing to go. Have you understood the word this morning? Amen. Have you understood Jesus don't want you running? Amen. Have you understood we got to grow up? Amen. Have you understood we got some new marching orders? Amen. Have you understood that the best is yet to come? Amen. Have you understood it, it's not over? Amen. He didn't say you couldn't have what you wanted. He's just saying, uh, you got to fight. And I don't mean with knives and sticks and guns and cussing. With the word. With prayer. With the name of Jesus. With the blood of Jesus. Do you know there are only six pieces of armor? And I'm going to name them and we're going to close. Somebody said there are only six pieces of armor. There's the belt of truth. The breastplate of righteousness. Your feet shone with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The helmet of salvation. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Okay. Now, you will find at the end of reading this, and we're going to go over all of these, not today. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Neighbor. We're going to go over each one of these pieces of armor. But not today. 
you will see that in the 18th verse it says praying always. Is that in your Bible? Ephesians 6.18. It says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. That means I should be praying for myself and you. Now, prayer is not mentioned as a part of the armor, but we know it is the atmosphere we must live in. Prayer should be continual. We should use all kinds of prayer. Well, what does that mean? Private prayer, supplication and intercession, confession, and prayers of humiliation, humility, praise and thanksgiving prayers. Prayer should be in the spirit. What does that mean? They should be inspired and led by the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you something. If you don't start fighting, if we don't get up and start using what God is sending in here, this is valuable. Then we won't win. And we won't have anybody to blame but ourselves. Now, let me, let me rephrase that. I'm not talking about you trying to make somebody else do something. I'm talking about you winning. So before you leave out of here today, you need to ask yourself a question. Do you want to win? I'm not talking about what nobody else want to do. Do you? And see, even in a marriage. Uh-oh. If the wife don't want to go, I'm going to love you. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to be that husband to you. We can talk about the stars, the moon. We can talk about catching fish. We, but I'm going to handle my business spiritually. I'm going to handle my business spiritually. And you can do that. Because what does the Bible say? If they be pleased to dwell with you, let them dwell. But if they leave, you're not under bondage. Bye-bye. If they get up and walk out that door, talking about the, the one that doesn't really want Jesus. They just told you they wanted Jesus just to get with you. Let me go home. Let me go. They fooled you. They did all the right things and they said all the right things all the way up until who are you? You're not the person I was dating. You're not the person that came over to the house the other night. Oh, I'm talking right. I'm talking right. Now, if you're already married, you love them, you respect them, but you keep going in Jesus. And you don't do it to beat them over the head. You're doing it for yourself. Because let me tell you something, whomever God can trust with the blessing, y'all ain't heard nothing. Whomever God can trust with the blessing. You say, what does that mean to trust with the blessing? You're not going to leave Jesus. You're not going to run off. You're going to stick with the word. You're going to pray. You're going to seek him. You're going to love him. You're going to want to know more about him. You're going to want to try to live this life. Whoever he can trust. 
that's who's going to get the blessing. That's who's going to run with it. That's going to be able to handle it and work it. And he'll do it right there in that home. Y'all don't believe me, do you? He'll do it right there in the home. Because the Bible says, whosoever will. Who's ever willing. Because, see, you can let go in your heart. Oh, Jesus, like that's good. Oh, that's what's good. If the other partner don't want to obey, you can obey in your heart. All you got to do is go in secret prayer and say, Lord, now they don't want to do it like this. But this is the way I want to do it. So what I'm going to do is I want you to know that if it was left up to me, I would do exactly what you just said, and I would do it immediately. That's all you got to do. What you do then is you cut the... Lord, I'm preaching good. And you come out the prayer closet. Don't nobody else know. They don't even have to know. God knows. You say, what does he know, pastor? He know where your heart was. He know where your heart is. He know you'll obey him quick. They don't want to do it. So, Lord, please dismiss me from having to do that with them. Here's my heart. If I had an opportune, I would do it in a heartbeat because I trust you. So what did I do? I cleared myself. I severed the, the attachment. Y'all ain't. And when I came out the prayer club, didn't nobody know. But Jesus saw my heart. Jesus saw my heart. He'll see your heart. And I didn't have to go to that person and say, ooh, nah, 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 nah. You in trouble. And you out here by yourself now. I didn't have to do that. I don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. Just keep your heart. Keep your heart pure. Let God know you will do it. Abraham found favor with God because the moment God said, take your son, Abraham said, he might have not wanted to, but in his heart he said, all right, we're going to do this. You see what I'm saying? It was a heart thing first. It wasn't a mind thing. It wasn't a lip thing. It came from the heart first. It's got to come from your heart first. Yeah, Lord, they sitting over there talking about me. They told me, that I don't know what you're going down to KSL for. I don't have to say nothing else to you. I, can, I love you. I respect you. We can hee-haw-haw-haw-haw. Haw, haw, but Sunday morning, I'm slipping on down to KSL. Amen. And when I get back, ain't nobody business but me and Jesus. Amen. I don't have to tell you nothing. As long as the Lord see my obedience. Amen. Give the Lord a hand, praise. 